Hey there, I'm Brooke Jefferson, host of the Book More Clients Photography Podcast. I'm a wife, mama to two, lifestyle photographer, and marketing strategist. I help photographers build a five-figure business through systems and relationship building. You can find me sipping on a whiskey and Coke, listening to podcasts, and binge-watching the latest series on Netflix. I created this podcast with the aspiring photographer in mind. I bring you tried and true strategies, tips and tricks to book more clients and inspiring interviews. Are you ready to frame your way to your dream career? Let's dive in. Welcome back to the book, More Clients Photography Podcast. I'm Brooke. If this is the first time you're listening to this show, I'm so excited you found this podcast. I hope that it will become a regular resource for you to help grow your photography business. And for those of you that are returning listeners week after week, thank you so much for your support. It's been so much fun getting to put faces to my listeners inside of the Facebook community group. And if you're not yet in there, you can do so by checking out the show notes for the link or simply searching for the group social selling for photographers. All right, before we dive into today's episode, I want to tell you about a special sponsor we have today, and that is the Unscripted Posing Guide app. This app is so amazing. Someone had just introduced me to it a couple weeks ago, and I think it's awesome. If you are the type that scrolls through Pinterest before a session looking for poses to use or anything like that, then you definitely want to check this app out. They have a free version, and then of course they have some paid options that are really, really cool. It is definitely a must-have for photographers, and I'd love for you to go check it out. If it ends up working for you and you want to upgrade to one of their packages, please use the code BrookeJanaePhoto, and I love you guys forever. Today's episode is a special one. I was actually interviewed on another podcast, and you're going to get to hear um, my interview with Tanya Smith. It is awesome, and I really dive into my golden strategies on how to grow your photography Instagram account. I give away so many golden tips that honestly shouldn't be all the way free, but you guys know that I absolutely love seeing you guys flourish in your businesses, and I wanted to make sure that you guys heard the very best. So without any further ado, here is the show. So we're talking today with Brooke. Now, Brooke, tell us a little bit about you and where are you again? You're in Oklahoma. Is that right? Yes, that's right. Okay. So tell me a little bit about you, maybe how you got started, what kind of a photographer you are, that kind of stuff. Okay. Well, my name is Brooke Jefferson, and I'm located in Southwest Oklahoma in a teeny tiny town of 1,800 people. I got my start in photography after I had my daughter, and she was about six months old. I borrowed my mother-in-law's camera, but at the time, he was still just my boyfriend, so just borrowed her camera <laughs> to take pictures of our daughter. And after that, a couple months later, I ended up doing a photo shoot for my best friend and her daughter. And then I guess, I don't know what happened, but six months later, I found myself with this passion and clients coming out of the woodworks. And I kind of literally fell into it. That's 
so funny. I love telling that story because for me, it was your typical mom wanted to take pictures of her kids. And then before long, a business came out of it. I was very much your typical $50 photographer, hobbyist, that kind of thing in the beginning. Um, I shot everything under the sun until I finally figured out that I could take my business full time and really specialize myself. So today you'll find me pretty much only photographing families. And that comes from me loving families because I have lost two younger brothers and it was a way for me to grieve and something to turn my my attention to. And so I just really have a love and a passion for family photography, especially the lifestyle in between candid moments. So you'll notice that in my work. But yeah, that's how I got my start. And then here we are six and a half years later. <laughs> wow, that's awesome. And I love that. It's, it's similar to my story too. I, I have a podcast episode called How I Accidentally Became a Boudoir Photographer because I had no plans for that at all. It just kind of I had my own shoot and then, you know, people started asking me, take my photos and it just sort of happened from there. And I realized I loved it. So that's very cool. I love that you just kind of went with the flow. Um, you mentioned something in there that I want to elaborate on. You said you're from a small town of 1800 people. Now, my biggest objection as an educator for other photographers, which you do as well, and we'll talk about that, is people say, oh, they're not going to pay that in my area. My, my town's too small. Nobody will pay that here. How do you combat that? What do you have to say about that? So the funny thing is the majority of my clients are actually outside of my own small town. And that's one of the, I feel like it's kind of up to you as a photographer on, do you want to serve your demographic within your own town? Or are you going to go outside of your town and find your ideal client? So I definitely struggled with this in the beginning but what I figured out was I typically travel 35 to 60 miles per session, depending on who that client is. But now years later, after I have taken the time to really build my clientele, I am now booking people in my own small town. So yes, it is possible. And I too get that objection all the time. I don't know how to get clients, especially yeah. living in a small town. It's doable. You just have to have the strategy. Yeah, I love that. And that that's really great because that's that's what I teach as well. It's it doesn't matter where you are physically, you can go to where your clients are. If that means, you know, driving 30 to 40 minutes, then that's what you do, right? Absolutely. Or clients or clients will come to you, right? Come yep. to your studio and for sure. Do. And a funny story about that actually. Um, I say every session for the last year, if I would have known during the first five years I was in business that people would come to me and I didn't have to drive all those miles, I would have invited them to come a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's so much. So you do have a studio for your family photography? So I do everything outdoors, but I've got my same two locations that I use in my town. And then when I go to other people's homes, we typically do them on their property. Oh, that's nice. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's awesome. So then, so tell us you teach as well. And we're kind of similar because we teach business strategies to photographers as opposed to, you know, lighting and posing and all that kind of stuff. I mean, one day maybe, but right now that's my jam and it sounds like it's yours too. Yeah. Absolutely. I Perfect. love anything business and marketing. Yeah, me too. Okay. So tell me a little bit about how, so I get, I get how you started with family and I love the, the lifestyle right? The little more candid moments and stuff. I like that. And the fact that you go to their house is kind of neat because it's easier to do a lifestyle session if you're in their own environment, right? For sure. For um, sure. 
how would you give advice to somebody who's thinking of starting that? And, you know, presumably they don't have a studio, which is great. How would you start and get known to have those kind of photos as opposed to perfectly posed family portraits? Yeah. So I would, first of all, find you a paying client or even maybe a family friend that you can at least practice on first. Mm -hmm. The key to getting the lifestyle shots is not, I don't just sit back and watch my families. I do have a really good photographer friend who she like, she explains in her process She's basically there to go with you to your session, but really all that interaction comes from them. Whereas I'm a little bit different. So mine are going to be semi-posed. So I'm going to start the session off by giving them prompts and telling them what emotions we're going for. But then after that, it is 100% client-led. And so it takes a little bit of practice. You've got to get used to it because you're going to feel awkward at first trying to get your people to interact with each other. But my main objective when I first start in the first 15 minutes is to break the ice, get everyone's nerves to go away. And after that, it just happens, especially with families who have toddlers. Yes. You can't pose toddlers. That's for sure. (laughs) (laughs) The more you try, the worse it gets. That's actually one of the reasons why I don't shoot, uh, toddlers and and kids. It's just, I do not have the patience. So my hats are off to you because I couldn't do it. (laughs) That's why I love that we all have our thing. We are born to do a specialization somewhere. So I love that. Yeah, for sure. I shoot grown ass people and they listen to me. They do what I tell them. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Um, So tell me, so now you have some images that you've practiced on and you've used some people or you've done some shoots and now we're going to share them on social media and get the word out there that this is something that you do and here's what your images could look like. But I know that you're kind of a rock star with Instagram. So maybe you could talk to us a little bit about that because it's, you know, everyone, everyone and their sister is telling you how to do and how to post to Instagram and what you should do and what you shouldn't do. So tell us how you, how you do that. Yeah. So with Instagram, I definitely see the same types of mistakes over and over again. And that is simply just posting a photo, throwing a one-liner on it, throwing some hashtags and walking away. And that's, it's not enough. And so I am definitely going to be sharing with you guys three tips really to how to get your Instagram going. But let's just start with captions because that's really what pairing your photo and your caption is all about. So The main key point that I want you to walk away with when you get ready to post your images is you've got to tell your prospective client, your current client, or just an Instagram follower what to do with the picture. So on Facebook, it might just be posting your photo, saying whatever you want to about it. And then your goal is to get a reaction. That's, that's the goal on Facebook. But with Instagram, you want them to engage with you and go further than just double tapping your image. It doesn't take a whole lot of effort to double tap an image. As we all know, we are now trying to search out for comments and get them to vote on polls and to DM us. But in order to do that, you really have to talk to your follower very directly and tell them what you want to do. So with that being said, if I was going to post an image of a mom with her kids, more of a lifestyle candid type image, and my end goal was to get people to tell me about their 
their favorite part of motherhood, or if they could have me capture anything for them, what would that be right now in their current children's phase of life? I have to be very specific. And my call to action would be to tell them a little story about what this mom said she wanted. And then at the very end of that caption, I am going to say something along the lines of, if I could photograph and lock in time, that one moment that means so much to you right now, what would it be? Comment below. That's it. So you've got to tell your people. Yeah. You've got to tell people what to do or they're going to do nothing. So you're asking your clients when you're photographing them, you're thinking ahead and asking them so that you know this is something you can post, right? Uh, On Instagram. Yes. And another tip too, is a lot of people say that they don't know what to post about. And I totally get it. I struggled with this for so long. So a little tip that I actually give to my clients is I tell them when you are going to a session and you are meeting up with them, I want you to, in your mind, start making mental notes of moments that you can talk about later on. And then when the session's over and you get back in your vehicle, before you drive away, open the notes app in your phone or voice record to yourself some some topics or some like an outline of what happened. Did something funny happen that you can bring up later? Did you make the biggest mistake and leave your camera battery at home? Been there, done that. Like write that out in a note so that later on when you're done editing that session, you already have stuff to go with it. Oh, that's brilliant. And you know, it's funny because people think, oh, it's okay. I'll remember it, but you won't. You'll forget those things and you'll know that you're going to forget them because when you write them down or record them, you're going to listen back and go, oh yeah, I actually forgot about that. That was a really funny thing that happened. You won't remember. So that's a really simple tip and brilliant actually. I love that because I don't do that. Yes. And I'll be honest, I won't do it to every session. I mean, I get caught up just like any other person and I forget, but for the most part, it really will. um, It will help you so much write captions later. That's brilliant. And I have a question for you about that for those people, because this is something, if I was listening to this podcast, I would want to ask this. So I'm doing this for my listeners and I hope (laughs) I don't put you on the spot, but what about, so I do all that and I record it and I tell a funny story and then I ask them a question that I would like them to answer and nobody comments. What do you say about that? Okay. So in the beginning, this might actually happen to you. Um, It's a very realistic thing. And and here's the deal. If you don't have a very engaged audience right now, you basically have to train them to talk to you. So I'm just going to back it up to you because when you're in stories and you're like, but I'm doing what all the marketing people are telling me to, I'm doing the polls and I'm doing the ask me anything. And no one is doing anything except for the spammy bots. It's because they're not used to having to talk to you because you came out of nowhere and now want all this engagement. So there's two things that I can recommend. Number one, get four of your friends, your family members, four other photographers, get together and for one to two weeks, just commit to commenting on each other's posts. In some hindsight, this is basically an engagement group, but it's not meant to be a long-term strategy. It's just meant for you to have those people where it's not going to be crickets because once people 
start seeing that there's one comment and then there's three comments, they're more likely to comment. So that's, that's my tip for that. If you're getting ghosted, you're not getting any engagement. Number one, give yourself grace. It's going to take a little bit. You got to train your people to talk to you and two, just reach out to, to a friend and ask them to help comment on your stuff for about a week or two until your followers get the hang of actually commenting. I like that. And that, that is fact. You can't just say, you know, I tried it all. It doesn't work. Or I tried Facebook ads and they don't work. Or I tried social media, it doesn't work. It does work. I mean, there's so many people out there. Those things work. You just, it might not work fast enough for you, but it does work for sure. It's just like marketing and and anything really. Yeah, it's not going to be overnight. (laughs) Yeah, that's awesome. So those were, and, and that was, how many tips did you just give us? Sorry, I lost track. I actually lost track too. All of that was under one of my major tips. Oh, those were juicy. I thought that was all your three tips you were giving us. That's beautiful. Okay. Lay them on us. We're just getting started. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. There is one more thing that I want to help you guys optimize your profiles so that people will follow you quicker and make a decision to want to be on your page or to get off of your page. This starts with your bio. And I'm actually going to give you a bio formula right here, right now. And you can, you can take it and implement it. So beautiful. Yes. Okay. So the very first thing that a lot of people do not realize is there's a bolded portion of your bio that when you click edit profile, it says your name. Now, when you first sign up for Instagram, this is either going to be your business name or you have put in your actual name like Brooke Jefferson. Okay. I want you to go change it. And in this bolded section, these need to be searchable terms. And what I mean by that is, for instance, mine says Oklahoma photographer. And that means when my ideal client is searching for a photographer in Oklahoma, they're going to go type in Oklahoma photographer and the Instagram search bar. And I'm going to be one of the people that pops up under that search. I do this for absolutely everything. I found my website designer by doing this. I found my VA by doing this. And so a lot of people are searching for what they're looking for in the search bar. And if you don't have anything there, because people aren't going to know what your photography business name is, and a lot of people aren't going to know your personal name. So you need to tell them what you are in, in that bolded that's brilliant. I, while you were talking, I just went on Instagram. I'm like, I'm going to check and you can totally, and I, I actually didn't know that you could change that. I thought it was just done when you set up. I have mine as boudoir and beauty portraits. So I'm, I'm good there. I must've heard that tip somewhere, yes. but, um, yeah, you always know you're getting spammed by bots too, because they say, hi, boudoir and beauty portraits, yes. <laughs> like as if it's your name, right? Yes. Yeah, that's Absolutely. awesome. So that's something yes. super quick. And I want everybody who's listening to go into their Instagram right now, unless you're driving, of course, um, and just see what you have in there. That's, that's brilliant. I love it. Yes. And most of the time, the mistake that I actually see people make right there is it'll be the same thing as what their username is. And I try to tell my people, like, basically you're using two billboards side by side and it's just wasted space. So you might as well change it to something a little more searchable to what you do. And you can get as specific as the city you're in. I'm just not in a big town. And like I said, a lot of my clients, I don't book them in my town. So I've even changed mine to be the city that I do book clients from. And that's usually the best way to go to the more specific, the better. I like that. Cause that's what people are going to search, right? And they're going to find Absolutely. you. Very nice. Awesome. I love that. Those are two um, really good actionable tips. All right. What else you got? Okay. So (laughs) that was the 
searchable tip, but also in your bio, people are like, I don't know what to put in the actual bio. So here's what you're going to do. I want you to really picture you sitting at a table at a coffee shop, your ideal client who you want to book is sitting across from you. How would you introduce yourself? I'm going to assume you're probably not going to lead with, I'm a photographer and I do this and this and I shoot all these genres and book now to my website. I'm pretty sure you wouldn't say that. No. So I like to get a little more personable in the first <laughs> line or two of my bio and just give us a little more insight. We know you're a photographer. More than likely, your business name has already given that away. And if that hasn't given it away, your feed already has. So I want you to say something a little more personable that can make a connection. Your goal in your bio is to immediately have a follower decide, I like you or I, I don't need to be here. This is not for me. That's, that's the goal. So I tell people, give us some personality in the first two lines. So are you a mom? Do you have twins? Do you love dogs? Are you like a coffee addict? Tell us a little bit to where I can be like, yeah, me too. So find a me too statement is the tip there. And then after that, then you can tell us I'm a motherhood and baby photographer. I'm a boudoir photographer, whatever your genre is, then you can tell us that, but then give us a call to action to click on your website. So view my recent work with a little finger pointing down to your website or Hey, go get my free style guide with a little, you know, arrow down to your website. You've got, again, you've got to tell your people what to do and it needs to be more than just don't tell people you're a storyteller because only <laughs> photographers are going to know what you mean. And yep. that is called industry lingo. Yep. So try to be very direct, very simple. Who do you want to book? If you're speaking to photographers, photographers will follow you. If you're speaking to your ideal clients, more of your local people will follow you at that point. Oh, I love it. That's brilliant. So you're saying, instead of saying, hi, I'm a boudoir photographer and blah, blah, blah. You should say that after you tell them a bit about yourself. Yes. Because I want to know, oh my gosh, like I love her. I love that she has a tatted sleeve and has three boys and drives a minivan. I do too. Like, you know what I mean? They're going right. to do business with a human. So yeah, yes. I love that. That's brilliant. Awesome. These are totally actionable tips for you photographers out there that are listening. You can literally go into your Instagram and change that stuff in about two seconds. So, and yes. see, and see what happens. I'm, I'm interested. That's amazing. And was that three or two? That was two. Here's the last one. Wow. Okay. I'm I sorry, know. but you said you have three tips and I think you've given us like 12. So this is a jackpot. I love it. <laughs> well, just consider this your little Instagram basic boot camp here. Yeah. And once you have, this is truly the foundation. And once you have this, then you can start implementing all the rest of the things that I teach later on. But um, the last thing I want to say is about the highlights. So everyone knows they should be doing stories. But the main thing I see is people aren't utilizing those highlights enough. And for me as an Instagram user, I always check out people's highlights. In fact, if you're trying to get me to spend money with you, I'm going to your highlights first because more than likely I can get more insight into you, what you offer and how you offer it. So here is what I'm giving you. This is my final tip of the day, <laughs> but I'm going to give you your five must-have categories and then you need to go create them. So number one, you need to have a start here icon. Oh. And in this, 
you can put whatever you want to, but if you only got one shot to try and get someone to do something, what would you tell them? And this could be like five little quick slides. It could be an introduction of who you are. It could be a link to your website. It could be, honestly, it could literally be whatever you want it to be. And if you're running certain promos, you could even delete everything in it and just have your promo in the start here. Then the other ones are about me. And this is literally just getting to know you. You could put some of your fun stories that really just show off your personality and your lifestyle. The third one that you need to have is you need to showcase your best work. Just have a couple different ones. This is probably the one slide everybody already has in their highlights, which is great. The fourth one is reviews. And so you need to go get your customer testimonials, reviews, anytime someone has texted you, messaged you, emailed you, and have been elated with their photos. What I do, I just screenshot it, I crop it down, and I typically will stick a sticker over their picture, maybe take out their name. Most of my clients don't care. They'll let me just show it, but there's a couple people who want more privacy. So then I just screenshot it. I add it there because people need to see what other people are saying about you. And then the last one is your process. And here's one that a lot of people don't have is your process. I am willing to bet if people can see what happens after they message you and what to expect and when they're going to get their images and all of that, if you'll just lay that out for people, you will turn more leads into clients faster than probably what you are right now. So that's it. Five categories. Start here about your best work. You could just put recent work, reviews, or client love is typically what I use. And then my process. And boom, there you go. Okay. I love that. And literally I have some of these, but I don't have my process. And I think that is actually brilliant because what I tell other photographers is the fear, the reason, one of the big reasons that people don't do something that's scary, for example, boudoir, um, is because they don't know what to expect. So they have no idea. And the unknown is what makes people avoid stepping out of their comfort zone. So just literally putting that in and explaining the whole process is brilliant. And I'm going to do that in my highlights. I'm definitely that's, going to do that. That's awesome. I The thing about the process is we don't like the unknown, right? And like we can go to a website and read it, but a lot of people won't read it. And so no. if they can just get it quick, digest it super quick, follow along, and you get to be really creative in stories. So whether it's face to camera or it's just a set of awesome graphic work that you did that walks them through like a little roadmap, then it's great. And then people are like, okay, I feel like this person knows what they're doing. They have a legitimate process. They're a professional. Now I'll give them my money. And And I know what to expect, right? That's a big thing. I'm literally, I am implementing that right now. See, I love, I I was saying to you before we, we went on here is, um, having a podcast is awesome because you get to talk to all these different experts in different areas. And nine times out of 10, I'm walking away going, that was a great idea. I'm totally going to do it. So I love that. Absolutely. Uh, Brooke, thank you so much for that. Now I know that you have a course for, and I'm assuming this is Instagram for photographers specifically, right? Yeah. So it's called the focused Instagram growth workshop. (laughs) Nice. Okay. So we'll leave some information about how people can join that with you as well. And I'm going to put this all in the show notes, but tell us where people can find you if they're just listening and want to pop in. 
Absolutely. So my website is just brookjefferson.com. And then my Instagram is Photography. And then um, also I am going to throw in a freebie just for you guys. And you're going to be able to snag five captions and five Instagram story prompts from me. So you guys can just swipe those and implement them immediately. So that'll be available for you also in the show notes. And I also have a podcast if you guys are interested in getting even more. And it's called the Frame Your Way Photography Podcast, which Kenya will be on soon. Yep, that's right. We're doing a podcast swap, just like the uh, Instagram swap thing you were talking about at the beginning. That's what we're doing. (laughs) Yes, we are. (laughs) I love it. Well, Brooke, thank you so much for joining me today. I This has been really great. And you've left some really actionable tips, which I love because one thing that frustrates me about lots of podcasts is there's a lot of fluff on there. And that's one of the things I pride about my podcast is get to the dirt, get to the nitty gritty. But I didn't even have to guide you to do that. You were just like laying out all these bombs. It's awesome. So thank you so much. Thank you so much. I'm the exact same way. So anytime I can bring something actionable and tangible, then I know it was a podcast well listened to. So thank you so much. Exactly. Okay. Thanks so much.